0: Yeah, it is time for Godzilla Talk on uh, Mad About Movies. You know, well, Godzilla versus Kong. Gosh, this—I don't think I have anticipated a movie more since the uh, the pandemic started. Honestly, than this one, fellas. It, it, it's it's a weird thing, and we'll talk about it here. But I I found myself sunken into a monster verse hole throughout the pandemic, and so it, it was very fitting that this was one the first movie. I should say uh, that that I saw in a theater coming out of um, of the the vaccine uh, thing and all that. So uh, thanks to Brian, by the way, fellow yeah. co-host Brian, who who rented a theater for myself and, and fellow MAMFAM. fam. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to the VIPs, Wiser and uh, and Ellen, who were able to make the what trip to as well. Yeah, it was good. It was we really threw it down. Uh, we we did it. We did it like Motley Crue style, where we just destroyed the theater afterwards yeah, to get our yeah. reputation up there. So I mean, like, who yeah, did that? that was... Like mad about movies? Yeah. like, they oh were like, man, there's they no really security
1: are. deposit. Ha ha ha! We just yeah. like, tore it to shreds. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we, we trashed it. We trashed
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we wanted and, to know that we were there. You know, it's not like it's not like film spotting or somebody showed up. It was mad about movies, yo. We gotta we gotta represent. We gotta represent our brand, obviously.
0: Yeah, just one one of the many perks of being a VIP, maybe local VIP. Yeah, you you'll, you just come in and hang out. We'll do a screening, Brian. Uh, just I guess maybe you want to suggest that to the mam fam out there listening. the The whole renting a theater and whether that was worth it. I mean, we watched Godzilla versus Kong, so I guess you can do that for any movie now. Yeah,
1: look, this is a great loophole in the system. It's it's one of the few good things uh, about the pandemic. Is you can uh, at least with Cinemark. And I think AMC does this as well. Cinemark lets you rent pretty much any theater for uh, an older movie. It's, it's like a hundred bucks for a new movie. It's 150.
0: If you have the network of people that want to go, it's cheaper than right, movies right. used to be. Yeah. And what do we? What did it cost to, have to defumigate it after our marijuana smell? Just uh, <laughs> just We <laughs> snoop-dogged the entire thing, too. Good. I should say that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. Sounds, that's sounds like the crying. first thing that's ever happened. Yeah. But not the mm-hmm. last, because we'll right. be back. But it was just no. straight
2: CBD vape, though. So,
0: mm-hmm, yeah. The real I mean, stuff. It was, yes, It was. Yeah, it was. It won't. Well, you'll pass a drug test. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so, God. Yeah, I mean, that was such a fun experience uh, to be able to do that and to, to see this movie, of all movies, as the one coming back into a theater. Such a loud movie. One you want to certainly see on a big screen. I know it was hard for me not to to watch it immediately on demand as soon as it was available. They dropped this on a Wednesday HBO has been doing that with, with some of these movies uh, recently with, with these day-and-date things. They've kind of been dropping them on Wednesdays, which is, I guess, a different strategy. They're, they're kind of circumventing a lot now, which is – it's tough for me to not watch this on a Wednesday when, when Brian had this <clears throat> book for a Friday. But I can say 100%, Brian, that it, w- it was worth the wait.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time at the theater. This is the – we should say – we specifically did not invite Richard. That's why he didn't get to come to us. We were, yeah, we were he's just hearing about, rude this about it. We time. did the thing you do in like third grade where you invite your friends in your class, but not everybody. That's what we did to Richard. We made a big deal of it. Um, somebody asked like, is Richard coming? I was like, uh, obviously not. Obviously he's not coming to a theater. If he has any choice of not going to a theater, that's, that's how this goes. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, that is how it goes. I just kind of make that joke more than Richard. That's, that's a, my goal. Well, I mean, you can hear my cries. You can hear my calls. Mm-hmm. Lend me your ears. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. <laughs> well, Not the true Godzilla. thing. I theme. just want to say, the yeah, Godzilla. I, re- I, you suggest <laughs> that that to people the out there Godzilla maybe movie, maybe you haven't haven't thought of renting the theater, look into that. Certainly, awesome, awesome way to do this. But let's get into this much anticipated, long awaited Godzilla v Kong. Technically. I guess we should rewind and say, this is, I guess, Godzilla 3, but fourth in this MonsterVerse. Uh, if you want to count uh, Godzilla. And then we've got the Kong Skull Island. And then we've got the Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then we've got this one. And so, uh, I don't know if this is meant to be some kind of conclusion. I don't want to get into spoilers right now. But I don't know what the intention was or to make people think I kind of with the marketing, like if this was the last one, I was kind of confused about that. Like if this is another one or if this is it or what, what that was all about. But I, I was just very, very much anticipating this one. Brian, what, what were your thoughts going in and, and kind of your monster verse? I guess rewind us on your monster verse thoughts. By the way, we have podcasts on all those movies uh, I mentioned. Uh, you can go back and listen to those full episodes, but uh, go ahead.
1: I love Godzilla 2014. It's one of my favorite uh blockbuster type movies of of the decade and it's one that I revisit pretty frequently. I just think it's a it that one gets the monster element right. I I love the I know there's some people that don't love the fact that Godzilla is only in the movie for a certain amount of time, but I love that. I think it's the the kind of the full Spielberg effect, you know, the the Jaws Jurassic Park bit of of only showing the the monster at the right time, and I I, I think it's it's a lot of fun, and the uh, the visuals that Gareth Edwards did on that movie are are to me still are are pretty spectacular. That that's a that's a great looking flick, and uh, it really highlights uh, the monster very very well. So I love that movie. Um, Skull Island. I remember kind of being down on when we saw it. I think part of it is just, it is very, there, there may be a, to, for me personally, there's a, there's a few too many horror elements to it than monster elements. And maybe that's just semantics, but uh, that movie feels a little more of a horror movie. Rewatches, I've enjoyed that more and more than I did the first time around. King of Monsters was was disappointing compared to 2014. I've it
2: existed until I was prepping for this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. but i think it's not awful but yeah exactly exactly that's kind of where i am i I know that was a hot topic and in our discord people were really kind of griping about it which is you know fine but for me it's it's at worst just sort of an innocuous misfire it's not that big of a deal but i do think it's too it's too much on the humans like the more you can focus on the monsters or uh even if it's like some human drama mixed into it, I think is 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 a great idea, but but King of Monsters focuses, I think too heavily on the you know the, the climate change and the background and all that sort of stuff with the humans, and that kind of takes away from what you're really there to see this movie gets gets right uh is understanding. We are here to see Godzilla and King Kong, and those three movies set the tone pretty well, and then this one, I think took the hand off uh, and and ran with it and did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, man, I, I'm with you on on 2014. The more I've I've watched that one, the more it, it impresses me. The restraint, I guess, shown there by Gareth Edwards to not just go all in in the first 20 minutes with here's Godzilla attacking a city. He he really does kind of build up the tension really well. I just remember seeing that in the theater with my dad, and I guess 2014, and I was just walking out being like, oh my god, that was. Like, good. Like, we both of us were expecting, like, to be 1998's Godzilla, maybe a little bit better than that. And we, we both walked out, like, thinking that was way better than I thought it should be and probably it had the right to be. And with, uh, with Skull Island, I'm with you. I, I think they, they, they take, I don't know, they, to me, they take way more of the adventure element into it. And King Kong is, is obviously the main the main subject of the movie, but it's way different than than Godzilla. It's way less of a monster movie than more of like an adventure. Um, I don't know, like a, like an Indiana Jones type adventure movie to me. You know, uh, with a little bit of seventies nostalgia thrown into that. You know, I I really like that one. Going back and watching that one was fun. But uh, man, I think King of the Monsters is going to go down on pretty high on my guilty pleasure list. Like eventually, like. I like so the Ghidorah versus Godzilla stuff, like the Antarctic Antarctica stuff. Man, that stuff was awesome on the rewatch. Blew me away again. I think some of the the special effects were great. I know people complain about it being cloudy, but I think it looks better a lot of the times when you, it's kind of cloudy and it's kind of rainy. You know, I think it it really does kind of disguise some of the CG. In a clever way, in a very Spielbergian way, you know, with the T Rex and in Jurassic Park, where it was raining, and you know that, that you can disguise a lot and make it look more real. And, and so, I, I thought some of that stuff was excellent about King of the Monsters. And so, I agree with you on the on the human side. of things. there's so many cheesy one-liners. Like I love Bradley Whitford, but in that movie, I mean, he is just like a one-liner machine. It's like just a human trailer one-liner guy. Like that's all he's doing is lines for <laughs> the trailer and Thomas Middleditch the same thing. But yeah, that that's uh that's where I stand on that. Go back and listen to those episodes, but Richard, anticipation for this and thoughts on Monsterverse before we dive right into uh, this movie. Yeah, this is a this
2: is a series that I don't think about often in terms of when you when you think of the cinematic universe, this is not one that immediately comes to mind, but I always enjoy it. I always kind of forget how interconnected they are. Um this one I was excited for. I streamed it i didn't I didn't see it in theaters. It was confusing to me. The only part I was sort of it felt like such an event picture in terms of sort of the avengers of this universe that something they were building to was these two you know monsters going at it and it felt partially like a big tent pole um at least the end of a stage or a phase or the end of the entire series. but then it also kind of felt like just another chapter in some parts too so that was a little bit of uh confusion on my end kind of coming in with the marketing to it. Uh, But, you know, then I realized my mistake was I was thinking, which is not at all what you're supposed to do with these. And so then that once I made that correction, I was able to, to really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think some of us can be really guilty of that sometimes. And I'm myself with this film, I don't know, maybe overanalyze it a bit. First watch, you know, uh, because I'm always hoping for the best with these kinds of movies Mm -hmm. that, I guess, like you pointed out, Richard, build up to something significant. Yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, I, I brought my notepad there to the theater, Brian, for, to take notes for this ep, but I was like, you know what? I just, cl- I didn't even open it. I was like, I'm going to just experience this for what it is because I don't want to sit here and analyze this movie. I just want to be able to sit in a theater for once in a year and and just take it all mm-hmm. in, right? And I think once you do that, this is the kind of movie that everybody wants right right now i think 50 million dollars in the box office blew it kind of blew away some expectations i think brian if i'm not mistaken a few weeks ago i think you said that that would be the number for you that we're kind of getting back on the right track will be when a movie comes out and hits 50 um this seems like that's a huge number considering this was on demand I mean, yep. pretty much, mostly anyone could watch this, or had a friend that that could, if they really wanted to, could figure out a way to get to watch this without going to the movies. Is what I'm saying.
1: And Tenet made what, like, twelve million dollars opening right. weekend, or something like that. I mean, this is a five day open, so it, it's not it's not a straight opening weekend, but still, that's we can cheat a little bit given the right the circumstances. I mean, it's a huge. I would have bet that if you would have if you would have had Warner Brothers executives on Truth Serum two weeks ago. They would have told you that if this movie made 25 million dollars at the box at the domestic box office, mm-hmm. they'd be happy with that. And it, it doubled it, it doubled it, plus whatever's on HBO Max. Plus, I think it made 70 million dollars in China opening weekend. I mean, it's yeah, 250
2: million worldwide, 250 right? That's a <laughs> wow.
1: huge hit. I mean, that's honestly might in the green
0: already, yeah,
1: 50 million and, and 250 million worldwide is a pretty good hit in non-pandemic times, you know? So I I think this is like, this is a huge win for, for Warner brothers, but, but for theaters, well,
2: hopefully this will This can fund more, um, DC and more Grimdenwald. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for really, yeah, more, so more, I'm thrilled. It's a win-win for all uh, of uh,
1: us. Yeah. The Miller cinematic universe. Fine. Right. Yeah. I can get off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, t-
0: t- uh, Redmayne, Eddie Redmane movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, we got this 12 year deal with Eddie Redmane. Thanks for this uh, cash. Godzilla. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that, that is good, man. It, it's a sign of things to come. Hopefully, especially for these tentpole movies. And Godzilla and King Kong are just such big characters internationally that everybody's either on one side of the conversation. In fact, uh, you know, our VIPs listened to uh, the segment I did, I guess, last week with Talk Sport, where I brought up the fact that the movie was coming out and they started debating on the air who would win in that fight, Godzilla or Kong. You know, like it's like everybody seems to have an opinion on the thing. And the, the VIP has dubbed it Monkey v. Lizard, which has been funny, Team Monkey versus Team Lizard. Um, I'm Team Monkey because I thought he was the best guitarist of Korn. Um If you're going to choose <laughs> one, mm-hmm. easily Monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I there was some also some discussion, I guess, leading up to this in the Discord about the King Kong, Peter Jackson version and mm-hmm. i'm i'm a fan of that man i, I think that one's probably Love one everything. of the more underrated blockbusters sure there's some dumb baronosaurus stampeding in it but like i remember seeing that one and like it had an intermission in it i remember that and i was like wow this is an epic movie like i'm there's yeah. an actual intermission in this movie and uh it was epic i just remember kind of being blown away by the scale of the whole thing and and all it that. Holds up one really revi- well
2: too if
0: one i revisited a lot yeah it does hold up well and the way Peter Jackson does his, his video diaries, mm-hmm. I, go, I go back and watch that all the time because he documents the entire process of making the movie from initial inception of the, of the idea to, to turned in final screening. You know, And that's so fascinating. You can do that with Lord of the Rings, too, and all that. But that's a fascinating thing. So I, I don't know where I fall. Uh, but man, lately, I just love Godzilla, man. Like, this King Kong is cool, man, and what they've been do- been able to do with it has been different and, I guess, spun it in a new rebooted direction, but sign me up for all things Godzilla. I don't know where you stand, Brian, after this movie, and we'll get into spoilers here in a minute, but, like, if you had to sign up for more of these, are are you more Kong or or, or Lizard? You know, because that, that seems to be a big debate right now.
1: I think that... I mean, there's a grand history with with Godzilla movies and the and the way that the, he can be done, he can be used in in film. Um, and then King Kong, up to Skull Island, has pretty much only been one way. It's it's pretty much only been, you know, a movie making a their ver- a filmmaker making his or her version of the classic King Kong story and whatnot. So. In some ways, I feel like I I did feel like coming out of Skull Island that maybe there was more that we could do with the King Kong story than we had than we could do with Godzilla at this point, because it just feels like it's it's pretty open on that front. I do love this iteration of Godzilla. I think it's a really it's a fun design for for the creature. His at this point, his Uh I mean, the scale on both of these on both of these guys is is ridiculous and it changes perpetually through the course of the movies and whatnot but but i they've done a good job of scaling down and keeping consistent some of godzilla's powers and whatnot that's a thing that that changes through the course of you know the original godzilla movies and every other version of godzilla whether it's comic book or or tv show or whatever uh so I, I i do think godzilla is a really cool and he looks really really cool in in these movies and i, <laughs> I don't think that was the case i think i really this i think that that uh roland emmerich what year did that come out 98 97 yeah, yeah. uh uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. Uh, whatever uh uh-huh. yeah I, th- I really think that's part of that movie probably would have been bad and performed poorly regardless but i do think that that a big part of the problem was that Godzilla looks stupid in that Godzilla movie. And in these movies, Godzilla looks really pretty awesome. So uh, if I had choose between the two, I think I go King Kong because he has opposable thumbs. Um, but also just because we root for mammals
0: on this, on this <laughs> always, show, can traitor <laughs> team mammal. I am rooting for uh, whoever saved humanity multiple times. Uh, that's what point. I'm, that's what it's I'm going point. for.
1: Yeah, I really like both of them. I mean, it's a they've done a a much better job than I would have imagined in, in 2014 when that movie came out. I don't think that I would have guessed that in 2021 that I would actually kind of care about both of them and really be not like deeply emotionally invested by any means, but like really excited and anticipating the movies that they're a part of, because that wasn't Neither one yeah. of them were like huge parts of my, I mean, like I obviously I saw all those movies and um, I remember when, the, when the 98 one came out and just being like, meh, not that, not really that interested. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the Peter Jackson one as well, but I care about both of these characters and the movies that they're in because there's well, who's just a better just a- much fun.
2: action. If you had to choose, I know this is kind of a Sophie's choice, Brian, but who's a better action leading man, Alexander Skarsgård or Matthew Broderick? Like, if you had to choose,
1: I Well, I mean, Jack Black would be my, my number one choice, obviously. Hey, who's there? a better
0: lead? Uh, we'll take Peter well, someone from Peter Jackson and someone from this one. Who's a better lead, Kyle Chandler or Kyle Chandler? <laughs> I love that he's in both of those. He's in like yeah, Peter yeah. Jackson's King Kong, and he's in Godzilla for this. And he's in Godzilla versus Kong. So he's in the crossover movie mm-hmm. of both yeah. from a different totally. universe. I love that. Uh, the versatility, man. Get that uh, Kong money. Yeah, you know, and I, I guess if, if if we want to start diving into this one, let's let's do that. I, I'm with you, Brian. I, I I was emotionally invested when that like opening montage came in, the opening credits where they do the whole, I guess flashing back to the other movies, and I was like, let's go, man. You know, credits. Like, oh, let's scenes, do man. this. Yeah, yeah
1: all, but all all of these, all movies, these movies, the the opening and closing credits rule. Like whoever is putting yeah. these things together should have any job they want in, in Hollywood because they all are awesome. And again, this one especially is really stupid. Like, it's just March Madness. It's a bracket coming up on the screen with, you know, King Godzilla kills this this Titan and, and all this sort of stuff. But it rules, too. So, like, I, I just give them all the credit for figuring out how to make the, the opening credits really awesome uh, consistently through the course of this thing.
0: Yeah, so the film opens with... King Kong, on Skull Island, somewhere on Skull Island, is, is what it says. And he pulls out a tree, and it was like, what is he going to do with this tree? Because he's being very playful. And there's like this you know, Sinatra esque music playing. By the way, we talk about talk. Let's talk about Adam Wingard here for a second, the director of this movie. Who I I've, I'm a fan of this guy. I we've talked I've talked about your next multiple times on the show. His slasher movie that he did. And there's some great needle drops in that movie, so I expected some good some good music choices, but not like obvious ones, you know, not in a suicide squatty kind of way where it's like uh you know queens uh don't stop every montage or whatever't <laughs> and, and so, don't don't when they fight I was open yeah. for that, Ronnie <laughs> Yeah. No. yeah. So I have a lot of respect for Adam Wingard and what he's able to do. And I I saw that he said that Peter Jackson called him after he released Year Next and wanted him to do a sequel to his original King Kong movie because he was developing one or something like before the rights had shifted studios or whatever. And so that's a weird weird thing that he kind of saw, I don't know, some potential and hit this universe for Adam Wingard at that stage. I, I honestly didn't see it when I saw this was announced. I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm excited because I love that director, but it's always tough to tell when you're translating that kind of skill set to to this kind of stage. But man, his his eye for the camera shots is awesome. And the way he uses color, I think, is is the best of the series in this movie. Maybe Kong Skull Island is a very colorful movie, but, but this one, man... I I mean the like I said the lighting his use of scale for the monsters I think was consistent with with 2014 something Gareth Edwards did great and he's he's pointed that out if you watch the special features is what they did with with Godzilla was every shot of Godzilla in 2014 was from a human perspective or with a human camera and every shot tried to have a human in the in the frame of the shot for us as the viewer to have some kind of scale reference right because everyone knows I guess a human is between five foot and, you know, six foot or seven foot nine if you're a Boban. And so. These movies could have used uh, more Boban and I'm. Everything could, about dude. I've yeah. been saying that and saying that. Godzilla
2: versus Kong versus Boban. Yeah. Did we
0: just make a billion dollars? Like, I think like we, we need, we need more rebounds on our NBA team. We need someone to fight John Wick. We need someone to solve world hunger. Let's just get Boban in here. Like, come on.
1: The problem with throwing him into this universe is. It's a hundred percent, one hundred percent of audiences are rooting for Bobon. There's no right, one else. Yeah, other. there's no yeah. way he can die.
0: Yeah, there's no stakes involved. That's the problem. That's fair. Uh, and and so yeah, that was something that that Gareth Edwards I think established early on with this was like establishing scale in the kind of the framing of the movie. And that's something they that really get away from the more and more this gun goes along uh, with Skull Island and the next, especially with with King of the Monsters, and then. I think this one, they go back to that a little bit more in terms of uh, keeping the scale consistent where these monsters look like monsters and they feel huge. And it's like a God among men, you know, type of thing. And gosh, man, that that opening thing with with King Kong and and he chunks that tree, it it got me off guard. I was like, whoa, what are we doing here? What, What was your reaction to that, Brian?
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, we got a Truman Show situation here. Right? I mean, that was, that's an immediate...
0: I'll, no, my immediate thought was like, wait, are we erasing all three of those movies? Were they all a simulation, like a Westworld thing, you know, like going on? Yeah. And then I was like, I oh, oh I no. Like I was like, no, they're just, they're just containing Kong in this, like, environment or like a biodome, bro. Yeah. Biodome.
2: The Ed Harris stuff being cut out was a bummer. When
0: Pauly Shore showed up in the biodome, it was like, hey, King Kong! What you got going on over there, Scott? Are you having a nana? <laughs> that's one of the worst movies of all time, I, I will admit. I, I watched that one probably 98 times when I was younger, but I will admit full on that that's one of the worst movies. If you go back. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they even they even know what that is. It was like uh, the, the go-to Kong, at a, a friend's house's movies.
1: I I don't. Kong doesn't Polly, destroy the leading tower was awesome.
0: of pizza
1: cheese, uh and we well, were like in on polly shore
0: yeah that's what i mean every kid was just like dude this is our guy just sign us up for I, everything i,
2: I, I, I was I, I i i avoided that one I, I he didn't ever make me chuckle i mean i liked plenty of terrible stuff when i was a kid i'm no. not
0: saying no but that if that's- you listen to Brian and I's polly shore podcast maybe you'll get into it because <laughs> we dedicate a lot of time and effort yeah. to making that a good thing yeah. Uh, speaking of of podcasts, they owe us a lot of money for this movie because we we have the uh, Titan Truth podcast where we only discuss the Six Flags Ride, the Titan, and the mm-hmm. truth about the conspiracy. Yeah.
2: You guys, you're probably sure one. that's a crossover with your basketball uniform podcast, you, it's called the Jersey Shore.
1: hey yo
0: <laughs> Yes or no, buttons. I asked a question. That was I good. Now I'm letting it one that's it for the listener to kind of just i process. liked it i liked it that was good it. no I, I did that was good i liked it uh all right so yeah what do you what did you think about that whole side of it brian the the podcast the the guy going in and and uh trying to i guess infiltrate apex with millie bobby brown's character from the other movies that might be my one complaint i guess at the outset of this would be they're trying to connect it to the other movies in such a way, I guess, guys, the connection is Godzilla and Kong. I and mean, that that's it. And we don't need to, all these characters and we need to be following them through four movies. Now, you know, I think they can kind of let go of some of that a little bit. What's your thought on that?
1: For sure. And it was, it always felt a little bit shoehorned because, you know, they'd go long enough with, with Godzilla and Kong or Kong uh, at times without Godzilla. And then, you know, 20 minutes later you, you cut to Millie Bobby Brown and 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 Brian Tyree Henry and you're like, all oh, right, these guys are in the movie. Okay. They're in a diner. Um, yeah. It's like Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and they're trying to kind of do the sleuth thing. And I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't I, it definitely is not not the best part of the movie. For me, it just is more of less that it was bad and more of just not really necessary when I'm here to see Godzilla fight King Kong. So I mean I you know they did a decent job when guard did I think of of tying it together and making what what their whole bit was sort of vital to to the plot of the movie but I do think you probably could have with three lines of dialogue figured out a way to squeeze all of the exposition that comes from those characters into the the A story and not have to jump back and forth between the two as often so, I mean, it was yeah. fine, but it didn't, I don't think it really added anything to the movie. Yeah,
0: I, I, that's exactly my point uh, with it as well, is that it was well executed. It was, you know, added some humor, some lightheartedness to the movie at times. It broke you away, I guess, from some tension at times, which can be effective. I just, I just, where it leads, we'll get there. It's kind of spoilery, but I guess my early spoilers on that argument would be, you don't need it. <laughs> like it's not it's not necessary. Like that whole thing is not necessary at all, um in this movie. Or at least I I didn't like where it went. But let's uh let's continue on now. Um so we have uh, new characters, one of which can communicate with Kong uh, via sign language. Little coco thing going on there. Uh Brian, what did you think about that connection with the uh the young girl and uh, you know, I guess the emotion that that brought about, I, I think that was probably the best for me in terms of making me care more about Kong <laughs> and, and, and given what happened with Kong school islands. So given some sympathy, you know, and, and all that. So what'd you think about that?
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. And that, that's also part of why I, I felt like the, the B story with, with Millie Bobby Brown and friends uh, was, was unnecessary because they were <laughs> yeah, all really good- kind of- getting a little not the comic side of it i understand but but just at least the (laughs) the non uh titan aspect of this thing was kind of being handled by by that storyline and the the plot points and the way that that she connected with uh with kong and uh, i liked it i thought thought it was pretty good and her name's kaylee Hoddle. i've never seen her in a movie before but she did i thought she did a pretty fantastic job and the wingard 2 Anytime you cast child actors, you're really risking. Um, re- to be honest, I mean, you're risking your whole movie or your whole TV show. Cause it can go, go awry so quickly and uh, you got to get it right on the casting, but you also have to get it right on the way that you, you use the child actor. And uh, man, I thought, I thought he did a really good job. Never. She's never asked to do too much, but she, she really does get to be sort of the emotional core of the movie. And we've, I mean, this is episode billion of these that we've done. So, you know, when you see, when she's introduced, you probably knew in the trailer, let's be real. We, we probably knew in the trailer where it's going to end up with her and what her role is going to be and how that's going to be emotionally, uh, impactful and whatnot, but it still worked pretty well to me. And I, I think that it was done with enough, um, enough grace that it wasn't like over the top or anything so yeah i I thought she was fantastic and i really i, I thought it was a cool plot point to have uh the, this connection between this little orphan girl and and king kong i thought i thought it was cool and i thought it went i thought it was worked worked out very well
0: yeah what did you think about alexander skarsgard's character nathan lind i found myself not wondering if i should be rooting for this guy or if i should <laughs> If this guy's going to sabotage the entire mission, like that's he, he's a good why, actor that, and
2: a he is, fun, but like,
0: I don't know if that was on me or what. No, he's got
2: a presence, he's got a vibe where I sort of a Sean Bean vibe, where like, I don't trust you, man. I don't know why, even when he's, yeah, you know, like, sort of yeah, written might to be good doing something. And I like him, I'm always thrilled to see him, uh, but yeah, I'm always kind of, uh, I'm, I'm distrusting of, of Mr. Skarsgård. probably because his brother's at the clown. So, or Pennywise, I mean, so that weird barnacle oh, guy man. was right to curse you.
0: Love me some Bill Skarsgård. Man, he needs to be, they need to get him in, into the Star Wars Sith universe, like ASAP, you know, like that's his next big thing. Uh, so doesn't yeah, Doesn't he just, have,
2: doesn't uh, the dad have like, aren't there like nine Skarsgårds? I think there is. Oh yeah. And they're, they're all, in all related. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. They're all cousins and uncles. Except for and Peter, brothers. right?
2: He's the, he's our American one. We've got, he's not on that. You know, he's like, yeah, a. yeah, I don't, I don't think he's like, he an has
0: FD- the, I don't he's think he like like has a, the umlauts. He does. No umla- yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like an FDR R- Teddy Roosevelt situation. You think they're more related than they really are. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess the way his character is kind of recruited at the beginning, like we need their help with this. Are you the, the author we're looking for? We know about this. Middle earth thing and you need to help us get down there. Like I was like, okay, this is kind of shady. I didn't know if this was like a why why should we be putting Kong into this person's hands? And I guess that's the danger we're supposed to fear. Am I right on that, Brian? Did you
1: feel that? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um I I thought it was I'll be honest, I thought it was less that and more um uh. Do we need this guy i don't i don't know that we do. i mean we could probably get by with just rebecca hall and and the kid i think that would have been that would have been okay but it's fine i mean again it wasn't like distracting to the point of why are we doing this or what a terrible anything like that it just was like eh, we could we could probably we could streamline this a little bit i would say but uh it was fine it
0: was cool. i i i kind of i don't know i don't didn't like the whole apex villain uh walter simmons and how they made sarizawa like this evil guy who's turned evil yeah. because sarizawa and ken Watanabe and those other movies was so great and critical and like added so much emotion and i guess depth to connection to godzilla and humans you know and then like in one fell swoop they're like oh you're bad now and you're pacific rimming godzilla that's what, you know, that's
1: kind of where company, we are. Though, right? Cause, cause yeah. It was a different company though, right? Because he was for Monarch and this is Apex. It's a different thing. Yeah. So we get Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was, I, you know what? You, let's get rid of Skarsgård and Sarazawa. You need to go down there with that. that would have been a great <laughs> yeah. parallel from, you know, Sarazawa going down on the boats in the last movie and going and seeing Godzilla. God, one of my favorite moments too, by the way. Um, yeah. Oh God. So it, it like makes me tear up. It's good.
1: Right, you could pretty easily swap just again a few few lines here, a little bit of story there, and just put again to streamline. If this is what you want to do, and I don't really care, but if if you wanted to do that, I think you could just make the Scarsgard character. You you could make it. You could change it to Kyle Chandler's character. You could put him mm-hmm. in there. Sure, always always need in. more of that. Yeah, I'm always happy to have more Kyle Chandler. I, I want good things for Coach Taylor, so it's uh, always you know, more more time on screen would have been fine. But again, he was fun. there was none of these things to me took much away from, from the movie. Maybe the, you don't think the, the, I will
0: be the apex predator
1: took, took away from it.
0: I heard, I think I heard you laughing at that. I don't know. That was pretty. Uh, Damien pretty
1: Bashir was like really over the
0: top. I think really that was on purpose top. though. Like, I agree. like I think, I, agree. I think these movies and one of my wife's friends. So I was watching this, was talking to her about it, that she loves the campiness of these. So I think, I think you have people that do go into this saying, Give me all the, the dumb lines that you can give me with this movie. And I don't want it to be too serious because it's a freaking Godzilla movie, you know? And you got the other side where it's like uh, the eye roll on that. It's like, I want a serious Godzilla movie. So I, I see them trying to straddle the line, but sometimes they straddle it better than other times, is, is uh, kind of where that comes down, down to. They didn't straddle it very well. They had, like, like I think they called Ghidorah uh, in the last movie uh, Gonorrhea. At one point, I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Like That kind of stuff, you know.
1: I do think that there's a little <laughs> bit.
0: That's my I, favorite I part that- of the whole series, though.
1: <laughs> you gave it an A-plus for that.
0: Yeah, like Especially since it came from Thomas Middleditch. Lo- you doubled down. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge
2: Middleditch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> not we well for you. But we call ourselves middle children, yeah.
0: <laughs> the fans, the community. <laughs> middle ditches, if you will.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It is kind of trying to be all things to all people. And and instead you kind of want to be like, Hey man, just, I don't know, cut a couple of these. Let's, let's uh, let's keep the ball rolling a little bit and not worry so much about, we got the Scooby-Doo crew, the mystery clue crew over here and, and in uh, and the rest, I mean, you, you probably could just, again, I keep saying streamline, but that's what I, I think you could streamline it a little bit and just make it a little, a little more simple and a little more Godzilla and King Kong heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have no complaints on the runtime of this movie, by the way. We got out of there an hour and 50 minutes, you know, and this is a yeah, sp- supposed to go. be, you know, I, I do like that when they're like, you know what? We know this is a big movie that people have been waiting for, but we're not dumb enough to think people want to sit there for two and a half hours to watch this. And I, I do appreciate that. But if you streamline this, how long is it? I mean, <laughs> what do you stretch right. out? I guess we get more sure. action scenes, which I'm I'm all That's- for. And I don't want to go down that road because we'll be here all day if we uh if we talk there. But before we move on and talk more about Godzilla vs. Kong, guys, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, the wonderful people over at Keeps for continuing to sponsor the Mad About Movies podcast. Guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. Two out of three guys are going to experience baldness by the time they hit 35. It's just a fact of life. Most people lose hair. You're not gaining hair over time. But Keeps is here to help. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You might have tried them before, but never for this price. They have more five-star reviews than any of their competitors, and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just 10 bucks a month, but for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Trust me, guys, you don't want it to be too late to do something about it. Go to their website. So, guys, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash mad to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps.com slash mad. K E E P S dot com slash mad. Thanks Keeps for sponsoring the podcast. But let's get to the my, my favorite scene in the movie and ranks very high on my s- list of like scenes in this whole series is the aircraft carriers where you know they've got Kong strapped to the aircraft carrier and then here comes Godzilla. You know um you know, we've seen clips of it in the trailers. You know, you hope something like that will live up to the hype. I think it 100 percent did. I was so hyped. I immediately came home and and you know was was hyped to watch that scene uh, again. And it, it was awesome again the second time. I mean, it's it's incredible um, the uh, the effects and just the power of like seeing Godzilla's tail just take out multiple aircraft carriers and King Kong jumping between them and them diving underwater and it was insane. Like, I can't imagine how you would think to shoot that and all that, the, the logistics. Oh my God. It was, it was incredible. What's your thoughts on uh, on that one guys?
1: I love that. That was a really cool yeah. scene and, and lives up to uh, exactly what I wanted that to be. It's a great introduction of the two characters, you know, against each other. And from a visual standpoint, I think that's the best scene in, of the movie, but it also can kind of serve as like an appetizer of what's to come with the final battle. And stuff but I thought it was a i thought it was super well done and and hit all the those expectations that i was that I was looking for in that but what about you, you know,
2: yeah we uh, uh it was the first i would like to say as the first time in a year you know I wished I was in a theater uh probably more like two years, <laughs> not exclusively pandemic related you know um but yeah no I mean that was like big and loud and and cool and and uh got me you know i was like man i I bet that was I think I watched it before you guys. Yeah, I watched it Friday. So uh, you guys were were yet to go to it. And I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be really cool tonight. So yeah, that that hit, which is like a big part of it. You want those to, you know, those sort of moments are really the product these (laughs) movies are selling. So if you miss on those, it doesn't matter. The little ancillary stuff, you get right or wrong. And they definitely hit on that one.
0: So yeah. My favorite part from that scene is when King Kong picks up the F-16 and use it like a ninja star (laughs) just like soup. It's like, like batarangs it at Godzilla. Like, man, that that was awesome. Some of the little moments like that, that they think of with these movies, you know, to kind of build action scenes around little, little bitty, awesome, little cool, I guess, tentpole moments of them, of these action scenes are, are excellent. There's so many standout moments.
1: Another thing that this series does really well. And, and Wingard did it as well as, as anybody certainly maybe with the exception of Edwards, but they seem to really get that while we are there to see the big monsters fight each other. And while it is way more fun in these movies, when the humans have almost, have almost no ability to impact things whatsoever. It looks really cool when there's missiles exploding against them or depth charges blowing up everywhere Uh or, You know, ordinance being shot up into the air, you know, over Godzilla's back and things like that, and that's been a. I mean, really, I think through the course of all of these movies, that's been pretty done pretty well. the The scene in Godzilla where they do the halo jump with flares over, and they just kind of settle in, Mm -hmm. coming down in front of Godzilla. And the music's like awesome, yeah yeah exactly yeah, it's so it's, yeah. it's so cool um and king of monsters i think that's one of the things it did well visually was that that final sequence when when uh godzilla comes in to fight uh gonorrhea and and the missiles are shooting <laughs> everywhere and it's uh, a great
2: psa for you know high school
0: kids yeah, works both look. ways another yeah. yeah. endorsement of middle ditch yeah it's all I got to take it as
1: exactly. I uh, that looks really cool. But in this movie, especially in that sequence on the aircraft carrier on the ocean with, with all, I mean, it just, it gives some pop to the screen and the, the, yeah. the, the color palette really of the movie and stuff by doing just explosions everywhere and having a reason for doing, even with, again, at the same time, these are, this continues to happen. We continue shooting missiles at these things and they're like, meh, not interest doesn't bother us whatsoever, but it, it sure does look cool.
0: Yeah. You'd think they would know that the missiles have literally no effect whatsoever on the, the Titans. But, man, talk, speaking of color palette, Brian, I'm glad you mentioned it. In that sequence, man, the sunset with the ocean and the sky and the explosions and all that, it, was, it looked beautiful, honestly. It's like, how can a uh, scene with two monsters fighting literally be beautiful? And like, was like weeping in the theater? Yeah, audibly. Not audibly weeping, but I was... <laughs> um,
2: Silently. Holding back
0: holding back uh yeah. I had my mask on, it was a mask. Yeah. Like
2: Um, a mistress at a guy's funeral, like just quietly.
0: But I mean that one wide shot, I guess it's in the trailer. The first well, I guess the one trailer I did see of you know, them kind of doing the the hero pose of them punching each other, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean that all that kind of stuff like lives up to the the concept art hype of of what you would want from this movie. And so let's go to, I guess, maybe the most controversial part of the movie, which would be the Middle Earth, the inner Earth. What did you think about them going just totally in on this, Brian? Because, you know, in the rewatch, they mention it maybe once or twice. Magma. (laughs) They they mention it maybe once or twice. And and John C. Riley's character, the, the kind of kooky. Pilot in Kong Skull Islands, like talking about it and things, and you're like, okay, this is probably just dumb stuff. But they really go go all in. This was the end game, I guess, so to speak. No pun intended.
1: I thought it was. Um, I will say I was maybe a little skeptical of it. Not not terribly skeptical because I fully know what I'm getting in a movie called Godzilla versus Kong. Um, so I I I'm with both of you from the outset. Of like, the less you're thinking, the better this is this is going to be but I was a little skeptical of it. And then they got there and it looked awesome. Like the, the visuals of that sequence were, were spectacular. <laughs> like and 2001,
0: like, a space odyssey. All of yeah. A yeah, yeah. It was like, Whoa. Funny.
1: And it was, it was really cool. The, the, and having the, you know, the two, uh, the upside down, I don't know how many you would, the two horizons really be, be right next to each other and stuff was, was, was very, very cool looking and, and yeah, super trippy and, and the colors were great. And you have those like sort of, i don't know cobra dragons or whatever flying around and and kong just beating the piss out of him. i mean it was, it was, <laughs> that was i it. don't know man i was like well, yeah falling down this. into no that problem. world
0: was inc- was awesome where the sky is literally like inverted mountains it's a very i don't know it reminded me of that robin williams what dreams may come movie where it's like these very surreal yeah. landscapes that are like impossible you gotta stop bringing that up
2: kent that's like 100 episodes in a row
0: you're always... <laughs> it's personal episodes, uh, I mean, personal texts that I bring it up in, and, uh, and personal episodes that I record only for myself. <laughs> no, I,
2: no, that's actually, I'm, all jokes aside, that's a very good cop. that it's very, very similar kind of to that, it's very whimsical, uh, but almost eerie aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it's like heavenly almost. It's, yeah. it's it's very, I don't know, strange to think that this could be a reality. I don't think it is. In fact, we know it's it's not. But I don't know. I guess some people could consider this like go, like going all in on like a flat Earth conspiracy with this movie and being like, you know what? The Earth is flat, and that's how Godzilla exists. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's, you know, explanation for how do the Titans exist? Oh, there's, I guess, this radioactive pocket inside the Earth where, you, you know, animals live and become huge. And that's why I, I guess that makes sense. But again, you don't you try not to think too much into it. <laughs> but I, I thought that was a a, a cool visual thing and, and there was a reason behind it. I thought some of the stuff with Kong taking the throne back was very epic and emotional all at the same time. And the way they kind of did that whole thing was was really cool. What did you what did you think about that?
1: The only issue that i have with with all of this stuff with with hollow earth and kong and everything is and i don't know how y'all feel about this i wished that we'd had another movie in this line before we got to this like i felt like yeah felt maybe like another king was, kong movie yeah i mean i felt like it was a lot of payoff for um a bet that we hadn't quite gotten to all the way yet like it i don't know it, it, it certainly wasn't to the level of of like why are we doing a justice league movie when we've only met one of these characters to this point? But, but it, it did kind of feel like, man, we kind of missed a, it feels like we skipped a movie in here somewhere that that could have led to even more of a payoff at that moment, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it was really cool and having him, you know, a a sort of ascend and take his throne and pick up his ax and all that sort of stuff was cool. It just was, we didn't have a lot of buildup to that to make us really invest in what was happening there. And maybe I'm just stupid for wanting that because again, it's a movie about a giant lizard fighting a giant monkey. But I, I thought, man, I could have used another, another movie in this line somewhere before we got to this one.
2: You said the same thing about Roma.
0: So that's true. Um, that's true. I
2: was, <laughs> I, was I, think think you saw the, I think you saw the, I think you got the wrong print
0: by the way. I meant to tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there, Brian. Man, Godzilla takes a complete back back burner to to Kong in this film. Uh, It it feels more. What up, Mammal Nation? Mammal strong. It feels mammal up. Humanity strong. Uh, It feels like a little bit like this is Kong Skull Island two more than it is. I don't know Godzilla three or whatever it's supposed to be, Uh, but I guess I have. Grown to have such an emotional attachment to Godzilla, and I think that's their intention. Like, with two movies now of us trying to like sympathize with Godzilla, and then he's the enemy, I guess, by convenience sake. For convenience sake, you know. And and we'll get to the to the end here, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm this disrespectful to Godzilla, man. He's done a lot for you guys. He's just confused, man. He didn't know where he's swimming to. And all of a sudden, he's the enemy, and King Kong has to kill him, and we have to go find some power so we can go kill godzilla guys what are we doing come on uh so that's that's where i fall and just like my emotional attachment to godzilla like that moment and i guess it's king of the monsters where he kind of comes out of the water and kyle chandler and crew are standing on the on the deck of the ship and it's raining and he kind of you know looks at him and they make eye contact like those types of moments with it you're like you're like you're like man this is a really i don't know why i've like how this monster has so much heart, but I don't know why I'm like emotionally attached to Godzilla, but like, that, that's the thing. And it's easier, I guess with, with Kong, because with this film, it's just all about that, you know, the emotional attachment of Kong to what we're supposed to be caring about. But man, that sequence with the, the whole inversion of gravity and then Kong flipping around and then going, there was like, that was, that was all pretty crazy, man. That was, uh, I never thought that I would see that in this movie, but uh, I guess I'm glad I did. Never seen anything like that. Yep. Did feel kind of out of nowhere, though. Brian, With the he's like, oh, this is the thing now? Okay, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Yeah, a little more build-up. Uh, so let's go to, I guess now, um, I don't know, maybe my least favorite part of the movie, and we'll go spoiler alert here. And um, I didn't expect this at all. I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I, I liked it because I I wanted this, but I don't know if I wanted this this soon. Mecha Godzilla. Because Had to be I wanted coming. this to be his own movie. You yeah. saw – you knew it was going to happen. Phase two, and, two, homie. And, and, and come on um, – We've already got Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra. We've already had all of these. Like, how many? Yeah. Where are they going to go from here, guys? Like, this made a ton of money, uh, and I- I'm sure they have a plan. I'm sure they do. But
2: you follow the I middle. Know, bitch, I think bro. That the
0: fanboys have to kind of know what's coming a little bit, so that when they see something, they're like, "Oh, it's bl- it's blank. We've been waiting for this." But like, I don't know. I feel like they could have saved Godzilla for another movie, even though it was really awesome the way they did it.
1: Yeah, because like this movie is is godzilla versus kong and i i, I think we all knew expected i mean I, Lindsay. so Lindsay's never seen any of these movies she they are losing here. the
2: rights right so this could have been a finale like Legendary's losing
1: they're not the sure if they're they, gonna do another yeah. movie that's that yeah. that i know is for sure like they i have saw to
2: renegotiate Win- right like starting next right. year with toho yeah, yeah i think so yeah
1: because yeah. so maybe Wars, that's uh, why they threw it in because they don't know right they shot a post credit scene and then they ended up not using it cuz they weren't sure that they were going to have more Got of movies to do so i i definitely there's part of that but like lindsay hadn't seen any of these movies so saturday we uh we had like a family easter thing and so we we were driving out of town to to go see family and uh she was like can you just give me a the cliff notes version of of these movies so i know what i'm what i'm doing tonight or what, what we're seeing when we go see this movie tonight and I was kind of giving her the rundown and I told her, I was like, I mean, I kind of expect just based on what we know about movies that this is going to be a Batman v Superman situation where Kong and Godzilla are going to be enemies and they're going to eventually, you know, they're going to come together at the end of the movie and mm-hmm. set aside their differences. And
2: that was a heck of a pea jar, though. I don't know if you saw it. That thing it was. was.
0: Yeah. Jar. Saying jar is. Yeah. I yeah, would say yeah.
1: like a silo.
0: Yeah. yeah P <laughs> yeah. silo. P silo. Hashtag p silo,
1: <laughs> yeah, Waco. Get that trending. Um, p silo, uh, <laughs> p water tower. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but like it did feel when you bring in Mecha Godzilla, it's like it does feel a little bit. You you feel like you're being cheated just a little bit because that could have been. It's it should maybe be its its entire own movie, and instead, um, it, it sort of it felt a little shoehorned in there. Of like, oh, okay, so. They're going to have to team up to kill Mechagodzilla instead of deciding to walk away as, you know, his right. uh, respectful foes, if not friends, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's like, was my one hope with this was like, uh, are we, man, I hope we get an answer. Like somebody has to win, you know, I guess win the fight, so to speak, maybe they're not going to die or win like that. But like somebody wins, the fighters declared the champion of. The world or whatever it is, you know. Vince McMahon comes out and gives him the belt and then here comes the Undertaker. Uh oh. But man, that that kind of that was a cop out, I thought, Brian. That would have been nice of you know. Undertaker in this. Yeah. Everything. Like I said. Just Undertaker, Bobon. Tombstone. Yeah. He just tombstone. No no one can answer the tombstone. I mean You can't. Yeah. If Kong had shown up at WrestleMania and The Undertaker was there, it's game over. (laughs) You're not not winning that match. You're not winning. Unless you're Brock Lesnar. Kong's feeling pretty
2: confident, and then all the lights go out. And then it's just that bell.
0: Exactly. Well. (laughs) He's pacing. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's like like a 14-minute song, you know, that he comes down to. Whole intro
1: oh <laughs> if we were in charge of this thing and yeah. and you 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 have all these cutaways of like the you see these like cave drawings of of the the titans and it's like king kong and and the mosquito things from uh from the first godzilla movie and Rodin, and all this and then somebody's like going through later is like was that was that the undertaker was undertaker that the logo
0: was? Like, it's, yeah, that the it's tx
2: titan.
1: Mm-hmm. well-known titan <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well the yeah, he can't die. Like he's, can, dead man. he's not yeah. as big, but they've been living for so hundreds like, of yeah. years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. He just keeps getting up. Just like Godzilla. Yeah. And goes away <laughs> and he'll come back. Well, something I thought was cool about the something I thought was cool about the um the axe was I guess it was part of Godzilla's scales.
2: Yeah, it looked like it anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: cool. That's why it was atomic. Atomic X. I see Thor with that thing. So the final final sequence here, it's a big, is a big a battle, uh, nighttime city battle situation, and I guess it lives up to the hype. It's great that we get it. Like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, we are seeing Kong fight fight Godzilla. You know, it's like this movie knows what it is, and it gets it. It gets there. And uh, we all go home happy. going to
2: get it a letter grade up on on the Barbie score, I can tell you that much.
0: I guess where I came down on the last one is kind of where I come down on this one. It's like, you know, I can sit here and complain all day about inversion theory does not exist. Like, there are, you know... I guess if you really want to complain about a movie like this, you're going to have to complain about science or some kind of plot holes or some kind of stuff. But, I mean... There's not many plot holes. You, you, if you want to talk about oh why is, why is King Kong big, as big as Godzilla? It's like well they said in Skull Island. I, I think he said John C. Riley says he's he's still growing, and that movie was what the seventies. So you only assume he's going to grow by twenty twenty one or whatever to
1: appropriate size. It's the beginning of the movie too that le- that throws that out there too. Like Rebecca Hall says something like he's, he's grown so much now that, you know, whatever he can hardly fit in the containment field or, or, or whatever. It's just, just enough to where you're like, okay, sure. He's bigger now, whatever. That's fine. Sure.
0: So yeah, you can, I guess, get skeptical all you want, but I I think the big moments live up to the hype, the atomic breath, the whole King Kong pounding his chest, all the things you want to see at a movie like this are awesome and rebecca hall was was great i think it's she great. needs to be in more stuff she's good yeah and um if they ever do a shining spinoff more she needs to be the Windy torrance of that um mm. <laughs> that universe <laughs> i think uh she would have been perfect in doctor sleep but uh, didn't didn't have probably was too small a role but um if they don't explore that sign up for it anyway i'm i'm pretty high on this movie. Just. Uh, Overall, I don't know where I'd rank it with my Monsterverse rankings, fellas. I'd probably do Godzilla 2014 first, then. Whew, this is tough. Then Skull Island, then King of the Monsters, then this one, maybe. Maybe this might be last, honestly, but I still really liked it. I don't know. That's weird to say. It's kind of like how I rank Marvel movies. Like, I don't know. You rank up movies that are kind of all the same grade and just an order of preference so that's kind of how i would i would maybe rank them right now i think maybe maybe godzilla versus kong i put ahead of king of the monsters so maybe maybe skull island slightly ahead of it right now just because i've seen it so much and i really enjoy it but um i'm gonna grade this one out unless you guys have any um
1: any more notes things
0: you liked things you hated no, uh, I
1: have one one bad thing, one stupid thing. The okay. Godzilla grinning as he's pinning King Kong to the ground to to Batman v Superman for me. Oh, uh, okay. I don't don't really didn't really need that.
0: That was cheesy. I didn't yeah. think about that. That's a good note, Brian. A little respect uh, f- grin when they're like, "Yo, good fight, bro. Good fight." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Not, that reminded me of Power Rangers.
1: <laughs> sure,
0: you know, yeah. like the sure. sword fighting the monster, and it's like. <laughs> I don't know. There's like doing ninja kicks to each other. Yeah. Like for like, for like six seconds, I got a flashback of power Rangers. That's
1: <laughs> like really uh... funny. Cause during the movie, uh, Ellen texted me and Danny and Tobin and was and said, is this not a sword? Now you, you're not, you're not allowed to text. You know why? Uh, but the, but yeah, she was like, is this a sword <laughs> to attack D- Danny for something that he said on, on rankings? And we were, we were getting a good laugh out of that. But yeah. yeah I had, I, there were some power ranger vibes. On this for sure, at, at times, but most usually, usually those were I think were were few and far between. So, I liked the
0: the I way more that, Pacific the, Rim than the yeah, no, for especially sure, for with sure. the we have to have the neuralink to control yeah. the mecha Godzilla like right, come on. right.
1: It's all very stupid, and that's okay. Like it's supposed to be very stupid. It's a movie called Godzilla versus King Kong. So,
0: oh, it's it's stupid. I just thought like, dude, you're literally ripping off Pac Rim at this point. um But in terms of where it goes next. Hey, uh, Pacific Rim versus Godzilla. Come on. They're both legendary pictures. What are we doing? That's the obvious next thing, right?
1: I do think maybe a mistake they made in this, if it turns out that they're able to get more, the license to do more movies, is they killed off all the Titans. So that's what I'm saying. There's nothing left. Yeah, you got rid of all the Titans in the opening credits. I feel like you... And Mechagodzilla is... is yeah, and Mechagodzilla as well. So you you're probably... I mean, you, you in some ways, you may be hoping that you don't get the rights to keep doing these because they just kind of... You really left a lot on the table just in the opening credit sequences. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's a dumb movie about a monkey versus a lizard. So you can figure out ways to, to bring the woolly mammoth Titan back to life if you need to do
0: that. You know what's going to happen is another studio's got to get the rights... And then try to completely reboot it again. And it's going to suck.
1: It's going to happen. Yeah. Kevin James will play Godzilla probably. And just like, come on, man, like this just doesn't really work at all. But, uh, mocap
0: performance. (laughs) Right. He just nutty professors, the whole thing. He's a, he's the Kyle Chandler. He's the president of the United States again, reprising his role from, uh, pixels.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, uh, everyone goes home happy again. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up with a grade. I'm going to grade this one out at, oh man, probably a B plus, A minus range. Somewhere like, like that. Probably A minus. Sure, I'll go with it.
1: What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'll go B plus. It's, it's, it's pretty much exactly what I wanted. could, it maybe could have used more lizard versus monkey. Uh, and, Maybe a, a, a everything more. can. I mean, yeah, dude, I've been saying that for, for years. Like if, that just like show a, if
0: they were like, All right, well, we've got a um, director's cut of this and it's seven hours, and all it is is them fighting 20 more times. I mean, <laughs> it's just like
1: <laughs> I said that when we reviewed Argo eight years ago. It's like just not, not nearly enough monkey versus lizard in this movie, but uh, yeah, like I could maybe a little bit more of that, a little bit less of the B story, but it's it's pretty much exactly what i wanted it to be had a good time with it it was fun to be back in the theaters i'm glad it was successful uh and and hope that we're back in the theaters more by the way king of monsters i looked this up uh before you get your grade richard uh king of monsters made like 47 million domestic wow this is this is an improvement on that uh even without pandemic stuff factored in so 47
0: opening or 47 total
1: 47 opening yeah domestic so so this this beat King of Monsters.
0: I mean, yeah, you combine the Kong and there you go. Yeah. Kong fans and Godzilla fans, man, they were brawling at our at our theater too. There were multiple <laughs> yeah, cops was, there.
1: It was really
0: worthy. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. concerning. Actually, so yeah, calm yeah, I was down, glad, guys.
1: I was glad I didn't bring Cooper. He didn't need to see that. Um, it was it was pretty rough. But uh, Richard, I Richard imagine,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I've gone this pretty much categorically across the board with these. I gave it a solid B, which is all you want. In a movie oh actor.
0: yeah, this, the floor on these has been a B, which is yeah, yeah great sure. with these movies. Yes. They're B movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Ayo.
0: sighs> I see my smile on the on the video. <laughs> well, my hope with this one is this, is it's one that I can rewatch a bunch, and I imagine I will. So thanks for that, and making it available on demand only makes that easier. So thanks. Well, guys, let's get a quick weekly recommend before we get on out of here. All right.
1: Weekly Recommends.
0: What you got uh, this week, Brian? Go.
1: Have I done a Weekly Recommend for Perry Mason yet? The, the I don't think movie. you
0: have.
2: I love that show, too. We can talk about that. I don't know if we've. Yeah, we. Uh, we worship at the
0: altar. For, uh, we do. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, great I night. know it's hard to find, but you have a projector and an old eight millimeter. Yeah. It's the 1940s yeah, thank you. it from the library yeah
1: what are y'all talking about yeah obviously um, Perry Mason <laughs> got, the whole, got the whole series on VHS um yeah look I I did I watched the pilot for the new Perry Mason when it started whenever that was I have no idea now from a timeline standpoint and I was like yeah this is pretty good but I am not sure I'm super sold on it beyond how sold I am on Welsh treasure uh, Matthew Reese obviously mm-hmm king of us all um but i i binged it i don't know maybe a month or so ago binged the whole thing and it was uh it was really good i really enjoyed
2: lithgow man
1: yeah lithgow was great um and then matthew reese is just outstanding It had great performances from all the the surrounding cast and stuff great cast in general yeah that just really got they got things right on that front and uh, i'm i'm very excited about whatever they are able to uh to do with it moving forward for yeah like they, it was supposed two. to
2: be a one-off but uh they're doing more so that's cool yeah i got yeah. renewed
0: it was
2: great you know, yeah, it was, was awesome as well She's for so emmy's
0: good. Yeah. yeah yeah it's almost a an auto emmy nominee yeah, yeah, with a yeah, sure. Reese race now it's like he's so he's sure. so good at everything
1: one of the better uses of of shea wiggum i only wanted to punch him in the face a little bit not completely all the time that's a, that's a good thing with him. but uh, Yeah, I, I thought it was a cool... I have no idea. I've never... I, I watched a little bit of the original, you know, here and there when I was a kid, but I, I certainly have not delved all the way into it. But I thought it was a cool... It was really cool work as sort of a, an origin story and, and developing out, like, how he becomes a lawyer and all that sort of stuff. It was fun. a really saw show. And and Matthew Reese, as we've said many, many times in the show for many, many years, he should be in everything. He's, he's fantastic. There's nothing that... Uh, that he does not add some some legitimacy and and uh just overall talent to him he's he's fantastic a
0: lot of hashtag hashtag verify matthew reese yeah exactly right to make him known man uh i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend a a documentary uh the we work doc if you like these uh you know i guess startup failure documentaries you know or or i guess um I don't know, CEO failure documentaries like the, the Theranos stock we've talked about that Alex Gibney did. Uh, you know, a little fire fest, fire fraud vibes. If you like that kind of thing, of the Stratoc reality, it's called We Work or the Making and Breaking of a $47 billion Unicorn. Uh, really well done documentary, man. Uh, the production value, all the footage they are able to get is always impresses me how they get some of this stuff. But um, it's always yeah,
2: good. We deal with narcissists that love to have themselves filmed
0: yeah. <laughs> at every waking moment. <laughs> right exactly it's the um it's the story i guess more of the the ceo or ex-ceo adam newman and and his kind of whole story with the company how it was started and uh, where it is now and all that kind of stuff but man if you're into that kind of uh, documentary check us out on hulu we work or making and breaking of 47 billion dollar unicorn a lot of cool interviews in this and again um some great production value so i would recommend that Mm -hmm. to anyone interested in
1: that i'm gonna check that out i read that book yeah um, same I done right the towards yet. the yeah right towards the end of of last year and it was i mean a very interesting and b just another one where where i was texting you i, I was texting richard about it a bunch because i know he, he had read it pretty recently and just that one even maybe more than theranos i just was kind of blown away at the level of success they were able to attain without Like anything to back it up whatsoever. Like it just was the number of times in that book. And I'm assuming in the documentary where they just like walked into a meeting and tripled their valuation out of nowhere with nothing to back it up whatsoever. And I'm just like, what is happening? So. Anyway, by the way,
2: I, I said a revenue. Bunch of meetings for us so cool. we can. That's go good. You just raised five million dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they, at least they had revenue, I guess, much more than Theranos. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah, at <laughs> least they had a a, a a company or a product, yeah. you know, that they were actively yeah. selling. Wild, so, wild. Yeah. Speaking of Theranos, it, uh, Kate McKinnon has sadly stepped away from the Theranos um, Hulu series, and now it's going to be Amanda Seyfried. It he can't playing be weird elizabeth now, Holmes.
1: though. so what's the point yeah.
0: yeah it's not
2: as an alien so <laughs> i actually watched a a lecture uh, today that elizabeth uh, Holmes did at at stanford in 2015
0: and it's like so funny in retrospect it's, just, oh, it's a, i i yeah. love a I'll a you the good link if you retrospect want. schadenfreude story is is, yeah. is one of my yeah. favorite. What we're doing it like, pernos is really like on the cutting it's edge it's going to change ooh. the world yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, it's same with WeWork. It's like, just because you preach, we're going to change the world. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you got to like do stuff. Like you got to like have make money or stuff. Yeah. But like, kombucha bars, bro. Like you can't just, bars, pre- like, y- you can't just preach. Like, I promise you, if we set our minds to it, we will do great things. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, but how, when? Clearly you've yeah, so never been in a great. cult.
2: Kent. I'll talk about it, to you about it.
0: Later. Uh, you need to watch this doc, man. There's, I will. go. I might watch it tomorrow. I, actually, I, uh, let's just say if you've seen the vow, and mm. this yeah. will have very similar vibes in okay. a lot of ways. So, uh, without a lot of the w- more messed up stuff of the the vow. <laughs> but uh, what's your do- uh, recommend, um, Doctor Arby?
2: Mine is thank you for using
0: my proper uh, time. Arby versus Kong, I should say. It says on your lower third there. Um,
2: yeah, I, I'm going to start doing like a Woody Page start bit type bit like, with these names on it. Yeah. Um so I would say my my pardon me my recommend is another kind of docu series though. Uh it's Formula 1 Drive to Survive uh season 3 just came out. And I've been sort of expanding in COVID my like sports reach learning more about different sports and uh that's a it's the be- I've watched all the like soccer docu series now and and a lot of, you know, I'd seen a ton of the American stuff, too, where we do these. And that's the best one I've ever seen, I think, Brian. I, I would check. I mean, I, neither of us are big auto racing people. But if you're yeah. Formula One's definitely the one to be into just because the culture around it is is very cool and interesting. And so I think you would actually both of you, I think, would really, really like that series on Netflix. It's an easy kind of background watch. So uh, season three especially is great. But the first two seasons are awesome. So highly recommend.
0: Yeah, I. I was into auto racing a little bit when they built the speedway out here. And, um, in I guess it's just in Texas, mm. a little bit North here Fort worth. And so like the late nineties, early two thousands, I went to a couple of races and for some, you know, group events, but so, you know, like, you know, Dale Earnhardt, RIP loved him, you know, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, there needs to be a documentary about, the heyday of NASCAR, like legitimately, because it was, it was such a big thing for ten years. It was like Huge. incredible. I'm like the biggest celebrities in the world were like NASCAR drivers. It was crazy. um But anyway, yeah. Ever since then, I, I've been kind of out on it. But I have gone to a few indycar car races out there. Yeah, me too. Um, haven't been to haven't been to a, a NASCAR race in fifteen plus years. But I've been to a couple indycar car races in the past few years. Exhilarating. The F one, yeah. the speeds. I mean, it's. It's incredible. So, yeah, mad respect to those drivers and and what they do. And if I were cool to get the, it uh, on a racing full-time, that would be it. Yeah, Indian yeah,
2: Formula One stuff. F1's really fun because it's on in the morning. Sometimes I'll throw on the, you know, because the Grand Prix are so, you know, we loved Rush a few years ago. That world is so interesting. But they do, uh, I've gone to the, a bunch of Indy races too, and I've gone to NASCAR. And the thing that's great about NASCAR is, is how loud it is. And the thing that's great about Indy is sort of how quiet intends to be so of these, these, you know, and they're similar to the F1 cars, not, not quite as, not quite as good, but the, you know, the Indy cars are enormously, they kind of sneak up on you and then they just kind of, and that's it. And then it's like so efficient. It's really kind
0: of mesmerizing. And um, that they way go in so drive. fast. Oh my yeah. gosh. yeah, go faster than, than the NASCARs. Oh, big time. Man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Good docs, good recommends. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought of Godzilla vs Kong in our Discord or at Mad About Movies on, on Twitter. Which side were you on, lizard or monkey? Let us know. Um, I will go down with Team Lizard. get back into the water until next uh, next movie. Hopefully there's another one. Who knows? We shall see. But uh, thanks for listening. If you want more from us, also join our VIP because we have a throwback episode coming this week about Moneyball because it's baseball season. So that'll be fun. Join join us for that. And until next week, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. See you.